This week, we are returning to a Gamer Loop Radio fan favorite, Destiny 2, All After Orbit. Howdy and welcome to another Game Loop Radio episode with your host, Neutron. In today's special episode, we have a very special guest, a well-known Game Loop Network community member and part of our GLN uh, Twitch stream team, everyone's favorite titan, Verita Amore. Hello. Thank you for having me. I'm, I'm so excited to finally have you here. I can't. Everyone, Sage, myself, Tedders, everyone, uh, Remy has been really excited since I told them that you, you wanted to be part of uh, Game Loop Radio and join us for a podcast. Absolutely. I love, I really enjoy podcasts. And so to do this and also talk about Destiny, I'm super pumped. Good, because we got, we got a lot to talk about. Uh, we'll talk about our, our, you know, recap of Season of the Hunt and uh, Beyond Light campaign and also the new stuff that we got. Uh, today we got the new season, uh, Season of the Chosen, and you already got a chance to play it. I sure which I'm, did. I took the I'm day jelly. off. I took the, I took the day off from work, m- not really intentionally for this. I usually take the day after the Super Bowl off every year. Um, and then I realized when the new content was dropping, I said, oh, convenient, extend by one day. And so I did. I should have thought about that too, to be honest, but it's okay. I'm taking Friday off because this weekend is my birthday weekend and I'm going to enjoy myself with some video games. Well, there you go. That's perfect. Uh, but yeah, let's, let's talk about a little, do a recap of season of the hunt. Uh, I mean, so with Season of the Hunt, we got the new DLC expansion, Beyond Light. Mm-hmm. Um, so there was way more content than we typically do per season, right? So it included the main DLC. We got a new destination. We got to visit Europa, which is actually really cool. I, I, I do like the area, and I do like the the uh, the weather changes that happen. Mm-hmm. And I'm curious if they'll ever do that and push that to other areas, even, you know, even some of the old uh, maps. I think there's definitely a chance for them to, I think with the way that they've set it up with the, um, the snowstorms and everything, you could very easily make a sandstorm on, on a planet like Mercury or something like that. So I, I think the potential's there. And I think the map was actually it's very it's very large and there's a lot of like nooks and crannies that you can go explore. There's mm-hmm. little you know lore tidbits. I remember the first week like I would go under the um, I think it's on the far the far uh, west of the map um, where you go and and I think there's uh, I think it takes you to one of the areas where you ended up uh, taking out one of the uh, captains. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's a lot of stuff out there. There's once you unlock, I think after the raid was unlocked, right? You got a new area that you can go explore and look at the big, uh, the big head of uh, the AI for Clovis Bray. <laughs> so I did that before even the the like the, uh, um, I think the quest unlocked for me. Yeah, there were a bunch of people that found a way to glitch their way into it so they could get to it before 
it became available. But yeah, that that's one of my favorite spots on Europa, the whole Braytech exoscience thing. That entire area is so cool. Um, it's some of my favorite lore, all the exo-related stories. And you learn a lot about Clovis and the Braze and some crazy stuff, I think, that might be coming too. Yeah, I think, I mean, for the longest time, right, since Destiny 1, like, you you knew where they came from, the Exos, but not really why they were made. Mm-hmm. And that's one of the biggest things that we learned this season. The pursuit of immortality was basically what they wanted uh, to uh, get to by building these Exos. Exactly. We'll get a little bit more chance to talk about lore in a bit. Uh, but the main uh, the main thing that came in this new season, the new DLC, is a new subclass, a stasis subclass, which you either love it or you hate it. Depends on uh, <laughs> on which side of uh, battlefield you're on. <laughs> <laughs> it's true, very true. Because I love using it. I mean, I, I main hunter, so the you know hunter revenant ability is is awesome. Uh, I I've messed a little bit more with the titans because I just like sliding all over the place. It um, it is a great great deal of fun sliding around it's funny because i typically have not historically done a titan a warlock and a hunter in a single season or in a single dlc i've always just main titan that was the thing i did and that was it this season with the start of beyond light i made a very concerted effort to put everything into a titan a warlock and a hunter and with stasis, it makes the classes so much more dynamic. And I have to say that while I do love my Titan, my Titan 100% took a little bit of a vacation with Season of the Hunt. I played a lot on my Warlock and my Hunter. And I do think stasis on the Hunter is my favorite. I don't dislike it on the Titan. It has good uses. But I felt like the but well no not really the warlock but the hunter super for stasis is very much a set it and forget it like i'm going to chuck it over there and then go kill these other guys in the opposite direction um the warlock and titan supers are a little bit more hands on and while that's not bad i think the hunter just ended up being my favorite yeah, for me, I, I like using the Titan Behemoth more in PvP because I like I just like punching stuff. <laughs> and but <laughs> but for for Fair. for PVE stuff, the Hunter uh, Super was probably a lot more fun because one of the aspects you can get um, is uh, or I forget if it is aspect or what's the other one artifact. No, it, the um. So there's aspects and there's fragments. So you're talking about the Shatter Dive fragments. Yeah, so uh, mm-hmm. the Shatter Drive was fun to use, but one of the fragments where you get a, a boost in power and, and, and attack on your weapons for freezing an enemy. Oh, so yeah. using that, that Hunter Revenant uh, super, I would freeze a boss and i get the boost, and then using the new helmet, you know, the Mask of Bacris, I'll, I'll evade and get another boost on my arc abilities. So that's already two boosts on just my single character and that's without you know getting the, the you know the, the bubble from the titans that's without getting the the riff from the warlock it is pretty valuable so there there's a lot a lot of cool stuff we'll talk a little bit about the exotics and you know the the uh different 
the different builds that you're able to do, I feel like there was a lot more diversity in builds this season. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, so I'm excited to see what they bring for, for the current, for the new season. Absolutely. It's very, it's very cool so far. One of the other things that we got to see, and, and this is depends on, on what kind of gamer you are. If you like lore, you like story, we got a lot this season. And one of the coolest things that they did as far as the UI in the game, they added a, a, a special lore tab where you have all these books with little lore tab pieces you can collect while you're playing. Uh, one thing I didn't know until I was actually writing an outline for this episode was if you missed any of the lore bits from previous seasons, previous years, they actually fill it in for you. It just tells you, well, you only completed either capped or got seven out of 12, but it tells you everything. So you can go back and just read all the lore. And, and I'm guessing if I log on today, I'll see everything that I missed from last season. Yeah, I thought that was a really neat addition to the lore. And I remember reading the posts from the This Week at Bungie over the course of pre-Beyond Light times, as it were. And um, I remember them calling that out about the lore that you shouldn't be punished as a player to for the fact that you didn't get them to not be able to read them. And I thought that was really neat. I don't think they did that for anything from beyond light and season of the hunt probably because you can still get all of it that's right right because they they, that they're trying to tackle that that fear of you know of missing out the fomo the fomo so you you can probably still get some of these lore tap pieces but probably you know whenever the next next year comes around they will probably do the same thing yeah i would think when um witch queen probably comes out they'll do the same thing and archive it I think one of the things, too, that stands out a lot, not just with the lore, but the game in general, um, that highlights the lore as a result, all the UI changes they made. It all just looks so clean, less cluttered, more organized. I'm so happy. They even, in the collections, marked a, uh, or they created a mark all as seen option. Oh, for this new season? For the new season. (laughs) It's oh, so nice. Sweet. As someone who needs to check off all their emails as read, it's so perfect. It's so good. Oh, that's really cool. But yeah, we got a lot. Well, so what which which was your favorite lore piece oh, from this season? That's so hard. Um I think my favorite Oh, it's a tie. So my favorite is Legacy's Lament. Because that whole quest, learning about Banshee, learning who Banshee really is, the history of Banshee and Elsie, and how it was it was very heartbreaking. I think I think that's the running theme with all the lore from Beyond Light, is in some way, shape, or form, they all made you go, Oh, what oh, that's really sad. You know, they all they all did that in some way, shape, or form. And I think with Legacy's Lament. Elsie finally got a chance to be with a version of her grandfather that wasn't a tyrant and wasn't a monster and to protect her and everything he chose to not remember it. And that's sad. You know, I think he, where they left it with the lore for the sword is that now he's kind of cognizant of it. If I remember correctly, um, So that'll be interesting to see 
where that goes. I think the dark future was very well written. Um, <laughs> again, very heartbreaking, very dark, very deep, very, oh my God, I can't believe that. Especially because it gives you an insight into what Elsie went through, trying to get it right, trying to figure out how to take darkness and really wield it for the right reasons. And I'm just so concerned. I'm concerned for Anna and I'm concerned for Eris. Because if this really comes to fruition, we're in for a fight. And it's going to be kind of nuts. And I think kind of three and four on that list uh, are the lore entries tied to the Penguins, which is the Your Friend Micah Abram book. Yep. That, again, very heartbreaking, very sad. Um, <laughs> and then Bray Lab Records is just so twisted and evil. And it's like, let's distill all of the evil that is Clovis Bray and put it in these entries. Oh, he's so creepy. And he's so bad. And he's so evil. And he's never, I think, truly going to be gone, which is even worse in terms of the creep factor. But yeah. those would be my favorites, I think. What about you? For me, so leading up to this right we knew Aldrin was coming back mm -hmm. we knew he revived as a guardian mm -hmm. and if you were part of if you play through the forsaken uh, dlc you you probably wanted to punch him in the face <laughs> if he ever came back to life mm -hmm. but they did such a great job this season almost like humanizing him at now as crow agreed right and you look at how Spider is taking advantage of him knowing that who he was in the past to keep him and do all his biddings. Um, but I'm happy. I'm happy that at the end of the season, we were basically able to liberate him from the Spider's web. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and, true. and And basically show him that he is probably likely welcomed as a guardian and this was not in within the game, but if you follow the uh, Bungie's website, there was they uh, often throughout the season they'll throw in some lore mm -hmm. pieces, some the articles, bonus lore bits. Yeah. Yep, and so they they showed one right before the season ended, uh, where it, it basically it's it's a crow with with Osiris, and he basically tell him, hey, from another uh, from another guardian that. Uh, that was basically like expelled or something or not part of it. You know, I got your back. Mm -hmm. So I have a feeling we'll see more of that this season. I've seen like some, some of the uh, media kit images, they kind of have them together. So it will be pretty interesting to see what, what else we see with Crow. Yeah. I definitely don't think his story is done. I do think though, and this is a, a theory, he's obviously going to interact with Mara at some point. She can't not know that he's alive, even if it's not the same capacity that he was. But I do think that rather than being the Hunter Vanguard, I think he might be the new version of the Speaker. Because I don't think he's going to be... I don't think we're going to have a Speaker anymore. I think the Speakers are gone. But I do think he has a special relationship with the Traveler in the Light similar to the Speaker. And so I think we're going to get a lot more of that from him at least i hope it's one of my i think so too wish list items because some of the quests that you did with crow you he's basically telling you 
uh, that he hears voices and he's basically talking to the shark through the speaker. So, mm-hmm. um, so that would be pretty interesting because a lot of people were thinking, well, he'll probably, he's a hunter. He'll probably be the next hunter of Vanguard, but no, they showed a lot more, uh, of what that relationship he has with the traveler. Mm-hmm. Well, and there's a lore entry on the ship that you get through the Hawkmoon quest. And that is lore and entry from the speaker. Uh, and it kind of talks about that too. So definitely good to pick up and read if you have a chance. I don't have the ship yet, so <gasps> I need to do that real quick and read that lore entry piece. Well, now I'm glad I didn't say what it was. Gotta do that. <laughs> the other thing, really cool thing about last season was the new introduction of a new raid. Mm-hmm. We got the Deep Stone Crypt raid, and there was lots of stuff. There's new lore from there that we learned. Um, the if you haven't followed the the Deep Stone Crypt, this is the birthplace of all Exos. Um, and the goal for Clovis Bray was to use the Exos to find a way to immortality for him to always be alive. Um, he did that with his AI, so he kind of, you know, accomplished that. But, uh, but the other cool thing, if you've played through the raid, is there's a there's a darkness of clarity, like the stat, like a living statue, and it's very similar to what we saw in. The uh the last uh, DLC uh when we go to the moon and we first ex- uh, meet the the darkness right it has that almost like um uh the Dementor looking thing mm-hmm. from Harry Potter it's almost that same thing so you you basically learn in that raid that uh, the darkness has been talking to Clovis Bray to basically uh, you know make that gateway and 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 bring the darkness closer to our solar system. It is a very, very creepy thing. And I think, you know, you interact when you're discovering the darkness for yourself at the beginning of the Beyond Light campaign, when you're unlocking all of Stasis, you get transported, I think, into one of the pyramid ships and you're directly interacting with the darkness. And it's been, I think, watching us for a lot longer than we realize. And I think the lore points that out in very subtle ways, especially last season. Um, The lore entries that you got from Eris when you would do the weekly uh, quest with the tree. Yep. I think we got a lot of that then, and now we're getting a lot of it in the raid and throughout. You know, we haven't we haven't interacted that closely with the darkness up to this point, so it's very... It's going to be really interesting to see what happens there, too. So what was your favorite moment from the raid? Oh. It's probably my same favorite moment. Other than I'll beating it? right now. Uh, Other than beating it, oh the, the space the walk. one moment that yes space the walk. spacewalk, I, I think the moment where we're you're in the um, Atrax fight mm-hmm. uh, where you go up the chute and you basically see like I'm in space. Yeah, That's I'm probably the coolest space. moment. That was the coolest moment for me. It was very cool. I think um, so. They had released the Beyond Light soundtrack ahead of when the game came out. And I wasn't listening to it a lot prior to that because I didn't want to spoil it. The, I treat soundtracks the same way that I treat movie trailers and spoilers for movies because music to me is such a powerful component of a game. And if you do it right, it kind of helps you transcend certain points and certain moments. And I think when you get through that Atrax fight, which is easily the worst part of that raid... <laughs> Um, and you get out into space and you're doing the spacewalk for the first time 
and deep stone lullaby starts playing, it is really somewhat of a transcendent experience. It's relaxing. It's like, oh, all right, we're in space. Clovis is yelling at me. I don't care. This is really pretty. Just going to enjoy this. And it's easily the best part. I turn my party down and turn the music up when we get that far. (laughs) (laughs) No, I've definitely really enjoyed this raid and it's gotten to the point where so I have a a regular raid team. Mm -hmm. So we go every week and and do this and now we are able to do run this like three times on a sitting, Mm -hmm. which has been really nice for once you're, you know, done and you just want to complete your loot and get all the armor, all the weapons. But we haven't been able to do that since Destiny 2 dropped. Uh, A lot of the previous raids either i don't know if they were either too long or just the difficulty was a little bit higher um but now it's just this one just feels right it's a really good it's a fun raid to grind and you you can probably just repeat it several times and it it just and and the other thing is the loot is the weapons are good oh yeah there's it's good loot it is very good loot and i agree with you this raid does not feel like i need to set aside two hours to do it once you know i can run it in a very similar fashion to you run it three times in the span of maybe an hour and a half with the crew because once you know it and you know the mechanics it's really easy to get through in a short amount of time and the loot is amazing i i will say that i have not historically had a raid group um when it comes to destiny mainly because prior to joining the pc master race um (laughs) i have my 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 bestest friends on PS4, but there's only five of us. So we've never been able to have a raid group and now we do. And so we run it with that group and I have people on PC that I run it with now. And it's just a really great experience to have a solid group of people to run the raid. And it is just so fun. It's mechanically challenging, but then once you yep. get the mechanics, it's easy breezy and it's great. Oh yeah. The and the other thing, it has awesome. the best looking armor. Mm-hmm. Like you're basically a spacesuit. Yeah. Except, man, they keep. I don't know if the person who designs the Titan armor is just not happy, and if they're not, <laughs> I I truly feel bad for them because I think that that comes out in the way Titans get dressed as of late. Because <laughs> the helmet, I'm just like, man, I look like a electrified pineapple. I don't think they like this. <laughs> the rest of it's great. It's just the helmet. I was like, mm, I'm going to pass on that. I have ornaments for this. Where you're lucky you have the helmet. That's the only item that doesn't want to drop for me. The helmet and the hand cannon So are the only two items. And, the, of course, the exotic. But you got it like on the first week or something. <laughs> so something. it's a good story. So it was the third time I'd run the raid. We had just joined a new clan clan is huge someone in the clan was like oh we're gonna run dsc you know are there people who need to run it i'm looking at the clock i'm like okay it's like six o'clock at night i i could do this it should be fine these guys should know what they're doing can i tell you it took until what time was it 1 a.m 2 a.m something like that and that was the run i got eyes on and then it. it totally worth it and then every run after that, I got everything I needed. Have Descendant, have that title. So, but our uh, our friend Red, <laughs> she's great. She's a great raid sherpa, great gamer. 
she's on almost her 100th run and does not have it. Oh, no. Mm -hmm. We're hoping that 100 is the magic number for her. Yeah, for my group, it's uh, Ecliptics has been the only one to get it. And he keeps saying, oh, this weapon is terrible. And I'm like, man, screw you. Take it to Gambit. <laughs> it's not terrible. And they... Oh, no, no. He, he's been joking. Like, he took it to Gambit. That thing melts. Oh, it does. And it's going to melt. Even... Well, they buffed uh, rocket launchers oh, for the season yeah. now. And I haven't had a chance to use it in Gambit yet, but it's, it's pretty strong. Like... I'm curious because... I think they mentioned that they would they would do exotics differently. I don't they wouldn't do like the thirty percent across every a lot, but I don't know. Yeah, I haven't gotten a chance to try it. I do know that they there was a small nerf to swords, and I don't know the specific nerf for lament, but I do kind of see it a little bit in damage. I haven't tried it too too much, um, but I took it into gambit. And it's just whacking away at the primeval. And I did notice it wasn't as strong, but it was still okay. very strong. I think I'm comparing it, you know, mostly to in the raid when we're dealing with Atrax. But there's also five other people whacking on him at the same time. So, yeah, it does. It does a decent amount of burst damage. Yeah, it definitely does. Boss. Yeah. Then last season we got we got so many like cool looking exotics. Uh, we got some weapons. We got some armor. Which one of those weapons first? Which one was your favorite oh, exotic weapon? So hard. Um, exotic. I would definitely say lament was my favorite. Um, it's just such a great sword, and I think the lore gives it that extra boost of oh, this is so good. Um, on top of being a great weapon. The story around it was awesome. So that was my favorite exotic. I'd say that my favorite non-exotic, that's really tough because we got a lot of really good weapons, not just from the raid, but from Europa as well. Um, in fact, I think I kept, I kept a god roll and a couple good rolls of almost everything. I think the, the Europa pulse rifle auto rifle and rocket launcher were probably my favorites there and then for the raid weapons the trusty and heritage it's a great shotgun um the sniper rifle too all of them are very very good new perks uh recombination reconstruction those are such solid weapon perks and i really hope we see them on stuff outside of the raid i don't think we will yeah. but it would be nice to see and honestly the the biggest surprise for me was when they brought back all the season of the warmind weapons so the seventh seraph carbine the smg the lmg um those weapons that whole kind of grouping i had not used them too too much because i really didn't play that season very much yeah but getting those weapons back and giving them a try i was like oh this is these are really solid. These are nice options. So I definitely kept a few of those. What about you? No, they're definitely they're definitely pretty good. I think for me, as far as exotics, uh, I like the Cloud Strike, mm. the new sniper rifle. Mm -hmm. It's very fun. It's, it's a great weapon, DPS weapon that we use on the raid boss and uh, Deep, Deep, Deep Stone Crypt. Mm -hmm. And I also like Hawkmoon, uh, mostly because of the you, – you're able to get these – 
different drops. This is very unique to this weapon. I don't think we have many exotics to have this. Where one of the ex uh, one of the perks is random. Uh, every time you complete the harbinger quest, mm -hmm. so that's been really fun to use. Um, and as far as um, as far as uh, legendary weapons, I think I, I agree. The trusty has been my favorite. Um, the even some of the weapons that you get from the Wrathborn hunts with the crow. Oh yeah. Those are really good. The SMG, I really love using that. The friction fire. Uh, I also like using the the gr the grenade launcher. It has a new perk, the the uh, chain reaction. Oh yeah, mm -hmm. that's a really fun weapon. Um, and I, I I think I've seen some previews of you know po folks posting. There's some new perks that came out with this new season. So I'll, I'll be interested to see what kind of new new combinations we're getting. Yeah, there's definitely some good stuff in there. I've gotten. A few of the new weapons, they are fun so far, so they are worth it for the grind. It's just now going to be a question of how that grind really works in the most efficient way. Yeah. What about armor? Something that was new for this uh, last season is um, the you're able to get these new exotic armor by doing a challenging lost sector, a difficult mode, and it's a very similar... if. For you guys listening, that if you play Division Two, where there's targeted loot, I think that was a great addition to Destiny, and they're adding it more this season. They're adding new exotics. I think it's the chest pieces for all three, mm -hmm. and it's the same method. You can you can basically target the loot by completing these uh, harder difficulty uh, lost sectors. Yeah, I thought my that favorite, was really cool. And my favorite was uh, for the hunter, of course, Mask of Bacchus. Mm -hmm. uh, you can, you know, zip, zip, zap. And it's <laughs> awesome. And uh, for, I haven't really used too much on the the ones for the, the Titan. They're more, I think, support role type exotics. But for the, the, uh, the Warlock, I love using the Necrotic Grip. That combo with, uh, with Thorn mm -hmm. is the, the easiest, it's easy mode. You just, you just punch something and it just spreads. Yeah. You shoot something and it just spreads. It's, it's, it's like magic. It is. It was really, it was really cool. I think the, I would agree with you. The addition of the 1250 and 1280 Lost Sectors was a really smart move on Bungie's part because I think they recognize that while a lot of people do play in a group, a lot of people also do not play in a group. They play solo and those people deserve challenging content that they can do by themselves that doesn't require a fire team or doesn't require matchmaking or an organized group of six people. I think that that is something that they're going to continue to do. Um, I believe that this season, it yeah, it's this season, they're adding some of those lost sectors to the moon. So the moon lost sectors will be in rotation there too, which will be great. Um, I think as far as the exotics are concerned, I definitely agree. Necrotic Grip was super fun for a warlock. I didn't end up using Dawn Chorus as much because I ran a well when I was on my Warlock, so I didn't end yeah. up using it as frequently. Um, I would say for the Hunter, I actually really liked the Athras Embrace because of the weighted throwing knife thing in the Ricochet. I actually got to successfully use that in Crucible a couple times, and I thought mm -hmm. I was like the best for 0.5 seconds, and then I died. But it was still it's still really cool to be able to pull it off. 
I'm also in the same boat that I didn't end up using Precious Scars or Icefall Mantle. I did try to make an Icefall Mantle build that was very heavy resilience. Um, and it was okay, but I don't think I got a chance to really use it as much as I wanted to. And the roll I got on it wasn't very good. So I'm hoping that coming up I'll get a better roll on them. The only thing that I would say is a little tough is the drop rate of exotics in general in those lost sectors. I got very lucky. I seem to have no RNG in Div 2, but I have all the RNG in Destiny. And so in every, just about every instance of running those lost sectors, I got the exotic on the first or second try. After that, barely got anything to drop. So I think the RNG could be tweaked a little, just a little bit. Um, yeah. That would probably be the only piece of kind of constructive feedback I have for that. Yeah, because once you get it the first time, you would think that the drop, or even the drop dish should increase each time until you get the your next exotic. You know, it could probably reset uh, after you get one exotic, but because um, once you get them all, you probably want to get like a good like a good stat roll from some of these uh, exotic weapons or, or armor. So I think that would be useful if they were to tweak that a little bit. Exactly, or even just to use it to farm other exotics of that same type. It's you know I. I don't even know how many times I ran the last sector trying to get a better Helm of Saint, and I never got one, never got one to drop. So even something like that, just tweak the drop rate, try to get better rolls of things that you might already have that are older, even better. Yep. Yep. And with, with last season, I think that was the fifth season that we are using the seasonal artifact mods. Mm -hmm. And I think they're learning as far as what works, what doesn't work. They're giving us more options. Um, they gave us mods that we can put on our armor that can be uh, combined with exotic weapons, which is probably the coolest thing because I think one of the mods was um, uh, to get unstoppable uh, rounds on hand cannons. Mm -hmm. So I was rocking that with my, with my hawk. Oh, yeah. Um, and so each season they're adding, you know, adding these new new mods. So it'll be interesting to see what they bring for this season. I like it because it changes. It changes. It almost changes like the meta or what weapons are the best for the season because you get these extra mods for them. I kind of like that idea. I like that too. I think that they, I think they like to keep it fresh in that way. And I think that's really good. I actually can tell you what they are because I unlocked all of it tell already. <laughs> so... So for the Overload Unstoppable Anti-Barrier, now you have Overload Bow and Overload SMG. You have Anti-Barrier Scout and you have Unstoppable Hand Cannon and Pulse Rifle. Now, at first glance, it doesn't seem like a lot, but further into the artifact, you have the option for Anti-Barrier Sniper Rifle and Overload Swords called Disrupting Blade. Landing consecutive hits with any sword you are wielding disrupts combatants, stunning them, delaying ability, energy regen, and lowering combatant damage output, which is really kind of cool. I think that's a neat little, hey, if you're getting this far into the artifact and you really want this, uh, here, here you go. Because it's a high-risk, high-reward option, so I think that's really yep. cool. So one thing I learned is I was curious, because... 
I think last season there was one mod that would give you um, overload on hand cannons or um, unstoppable rounds on hand cannons. And I try to combine it with the, um, oh, what's what's the sniper hand cannon? The Val? Oh, Ariana's that Val. Has anti, yeah, it has the anti-barriers. And I thought, well, maybe if if you have that, that uh, mod and then that weapon, did you get both? You actually don't. It's only one. <laughs> So I was just curious. Um, so when you were telling me that, you know, for the swords, I was like, oh, what if we can get the lament to do that? But then I remember they won't let you combine multiple, like, uh, mods onto a weapon. True. Although the the lament is naturally anti-barrier anyway. But to your yeah. point, it may not necessarily work the same way. It might, though. Um, one thing I will say, without giving all the mods away, because I want you to discover them for yourself, is they are very teamwork oriented and i think between that and the the aeon cult armor that they talked about and how they're adjusting those mods i think they really want to focus on teamwork and the mods kind of speak to that a little bit several of them have very team oriented benefits that i think is really neat especially if you're running in a group um people using stasis stuff like that it can be very beneficial, especially when you know each other's playstyle, to really kind of yeah. wreck house if you have good synergy. And the mods really are lending themselves to that this season. Well, that's awesome. Mm -hmm. um, just a few more things we'll talk about the last season, and then we'll we'll, we'll deep dive into the new season. Mm -hmm. um, with each season, there's always uh, like a seasonal activity. Uh, last season, we had Wrathborn Hunts, which followed uh the story with crow um what was your opinion uh, did you you know did you enjoy them do you think they were difficult um do you think they were too easy you know what's compared to like previous previous seasons yeah. what did you think about so i would say compared to something like the sundial or the i forget what the name of the activity was called now menagerie not the menagerie but the activity that we had before where we were banking moats on the various planets um, for the Umbral Recaster and stuff. Yep. I think it was definitely easy. I would not say it was challenging. I think it, the nature of it was very fast, which is good, especially for people who kind of have a checklist of stuff every week and it's like, okay, I've got to grab bounties and do this, this, that. It was very easy in that way. I think the only thing that I would have liked is that it just had a little bit more story attached to it. It just, you get that initial burst of story and then it's just repeat. And I would have liked to see a little bit more of that. But overall, I liked it. I liked the weapons that came out of it. Yes. Um, it was just very quick, which is not bad. You know, I think Destiny has a lot of time-consuming activities. And so for this to not be one of them, it's pretty good. Yeah, I definitely enjoy the the loot pool from the Wrathborn hunts, and I also liked um, when you're chasing for the High Celebrate or whatever his name is. It each day it changes what the armor piece piece is. Mm -hmm. So if you were still working to get your uh, your power level to twelve sixty last season, you can actually target which one uh, which armor piece you need for that week. Yeah, and that's pretty great. 
because that's the hardest thing. Like you, ha- all you, all you need is a stupid helmet, <laughs> and it won't drop. And you do all the weekly activities, and it just won't drop. That, like, I got to twelve sixty like the last week of the season. I had that happen <laughs> to me characters. too. I think on my hunter, I needed one thing at twelve sixty, couldn't get it to drop to save myself. It was so frustrating. Yeah, I remember at the beginning of the season, um, you know, because they they cleaned up how the the pinnacle engrams dropped, mm-hmm. right? I was worried because there weren't that many. But as you progress through the season and do these other activities, do the stuff in the Europa, you start unlocking other activities that give you uh, that pinnacle engrams. So I think that was good. I was worried at the beginning, but that's good. And I think they're keep they're adding more activities that would give you that that uh, that pinnacle engram drop to hopefully get you quicker to where you need absolutely um last few things uh on that season um trials of osiris i didn't really play any of trials last season nope me um, but new season there's new armor mm-hmm. new weapons um so i might be checking that out myself uh iron banner um in short i think iron banner needs some changes it has been the same for the last five years. Yeah, I would agree. I I love... Well, let me back up. So the story of the Iron Lords and Siva and all of the stuff that is the basis for Iron Banner, I love it. It is easily in my top three kind of sections of lore out of this game. I do agree, though, that Iron Banner needs some intrinsic changes to make it more interesting. Um. And the fact that they're bringing back older weapons, okay, fine. At least you're introducing sort of new weapons, but they're not really new. They need to redo the whole loot pool. And I kind of hope we see a little bit of that. But again, that's that's on the wish list. We'll have to see where it goes. But I, I would agree. It's tough to play it right now because it is just very repetitive. Yeah, the only reason I play Iron Banner is for those four pinnacle engrams. Mm-hmm. That's it. I like I don't like I'll within it I'll get the the armor, but it's not like I just don't I'm not enjoying the activity as much as I used to. I remember in Destiny One, like I would always look forward for Iron Banner. Like it's a weekend kind of activity Absolutely. for me and my group, but it doesn't feel that way anymore. It's just to get higher power level for me. Yeah, exactly. It's a means to an end, pretty much. Yeah, they need they need to give us new weapons. I mean, they give us one weapon, new weapon per season type of thing. Mm-hmm. I think last time was the bow. Um, they keep bringing some old weapons. We really need some new armor from Iron Banner because they've been recycling the last two three years of the armor. It's just armor two point version. That's it. Yeah, right? agreed there too. Um, and then the last event um is the dawning. This is one of the free events from last year. Um, it's, well, it was, it's easy if you like just baking cookies, uh, the, <laughs> I don't know about the weapons. Uh, I mean, the, I, I was happy that the, the S the machine gun came back. Mm-hmm. That was one of my favorite machine guns. And so I wasn't able to get a God roll on it. I, I missed the one that had uh feeding frenzy and rampage. That was my old one from, you know, earlier dawning mm-hmm. events, um, for the, uh, SMG. I didn't get anything good for it. Um, so it was it was I mean it was nice the the armor the you know the the ships the all the all the cosmetic stuff looked cool um but it probably needs a little bit more 
but I guess it's a free event, so I, don't, I guess I can't complain too much. <laughs> right. I I love the dawning. Um, I'm with you in that the weapons are kind of meh. I don't really go for the weapons during the dawning. I like the baking cookies thing is fun, and I think it's just a nice way to finish out the calendar year every year. It's just the dawning, and it's relaxing, and it's snowing in the tower, and you throw snowballs at your friends, and it's just an enjoyable kind of way to end the the year in, in general. Um, and I think that the cookie baking thing has just become a joke among us of who it's can like a meme, yeah, yeah. who can who can <laughs> bake the most cookies. Like, oh we gotta go give cookies to Riven, we gotta go give cookies to Crow and all that stuff. I think I gave Banshee all of my extra cookies. I was like, You deserve them. Those are for yeah. you. Sweet. But that that was really it for last season. There was a lot of stuff uh, that happened that was good, uh, stuff that I, I'm hoping that can improve mm-hmm. and might see this in this new season, in season of the chosen. Um, and for those that have been following or, or don't know much about this new season, as far as a story, uh, we get to meet Empress Kaidel. 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 So she's the leader of the Cabal now, and she's also the daughter of Callus. You guys remember from first year where we did the uh, Callus raid. Um, and she has arrived in our solar system seeking an alliance to fight against the darkness and the hive. Um, and if you follow the trailer, you see our homeboy Zavala had said, no, I'm not bending the knee. And so it's time to punch these rhinos in the face. <laughs> True. <laughs> so the story is pretty interesting. They've they've been hinting at uh, Keitel for the last year or two mm-hmm. i think in lore pieces uh lore entries so it'll be interesting to see uh how this how this season progresses um the they have shown us some new activities for this season the battlegrounds um it 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 looks challenging there's i think there's some champions in in, in these uh battlegrounds themselves mm-hmm. um have you had a chance to do one of those activities yet? i have i have so one thing I will say, and I think it's tough to kind of get back into the mindset of this when you get something as big as Beyond Light, and then what we're getting right now is a season. It's not a DLC. It is a season with a very slow burn of new stuff in terms of story. So I'm through all of the available campaign activities already, because it's just not very lengthy. Um the battlegrounds thing is really cool. I like that it's a match made activity. I like the weapons that we get out of it. It is a challenge. It's it's very neat and it's set over several different locations within the Destiny system, so it is very very fun to play. Um you get your first look at Helm which I can't quite tell if we're in the new tower, new tower. or not. I think we are. Yeah. Maybe um, but that whole system is really neat. I think the way they've done that is very, very good. And then Umbral Engrams are back, and I love it. I love that feature. I love that feature. Me too. Because you can, you can target exactly what you need, whether it's uh, weapons or you're looking for increased stat rolls on some armor. So I'm 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 happy that they listened to the community on that mm-hmm. one because that was a great addition that season and now it's here to stay. It is and it's really good and they 
from what I can tell, they've added new ways to kind of focus and unlock different levels of umbral focusing. I won't give it away. Mm -hmm. I'll let you play through it. But um, they've made it a little bit less grindy. And not to say that it's not a grind, but it's a grind that you're doing without really having to focus on it, which is nice. Okay, you're just doing whatever, anything else, and it's basically counting towards it. Exactly. It is a slow, slow climb, though. I will say that. The way that they've also adjusted bounties is really great. So the way they're doing it now is there are no more weekly bounties for things like Gambit and Strikes um, and Banshee and Crucible you have weekly challenges. So some of those challenges have a little bit more than just an XP boost attached. Again, won't spoil it, let you play it. Um, But some of them are just play Gambit, play Crucible, shoot things with this weapon, blow stuff up with rocket launchers. And it's just a much easier and cleaner way to focus on the things you need to do to help you level. But the daily bounties are still there, which is great. So I think okay. that structure is going to be super helpful for them, especially going forward. I'm glad I no longer have to use a sidearm while I'm jumping on my right leg, <laughs> looking backwards. Right? <laughs> no, Those type of bounties are gone. They are gone. They are gone. You do not have to do that, especially not for weeklies. Um, the weeklies are oh, they're a little time consuming, but I mean, I think out of all the challenges that you start with, I think I'm maybe halfway through. And the only reason I'm not further i think it's just because they weren't things i was doing at the time so they're not bad at all are they are they across your is it account they're account wide okay that's good that's good because i mean you can probably easily go through the the story stuff with you know one character do it again with a second and it's still all counting towards it so that's Mm -hmm. good yeah that's that's pretty much what i'll be doing starting tomorrow because i got through everything i needed to get through on my titan tonight so tomorrow will be the start of probably my hunter. Sweet. Sweet. Have you got a chance to play some of the strikes, the new strikes? Well, they're for some people they're new, but they these are some returning strikes from from uh Destiny One. They're but I can't remember if the new. roadmap has yeah. I don't know remember the roadmap shows them unlocked today or they're you know, slowly coming out throughout the season. Well, so it does say the Devil's Lair and Fallen Saber strikes open. I have not, though, played through them yet. They have not come up in the playlist. That doesn't mean, though, that they're not there. I actually, that is something I'm going to look for later on tonight to see if they are actually there, because um, I did not get a chance to look. But I, Fallen Saber's my favorite <laughs> from D1 days, so I'm really excited about that one. Yeah, I'm excited for the new strike, the Proving Grounds. This That one's going to be unlocked in a few weeks uh, that's like that that big cabal tank that's just going through Nessus. It's a moving castle, basically. Yeah, that'll be end of March, according to the uh, content calendar. So I'm excited to try that one out. Of course, going back to De- Le- Devil's Lairs, that's the first strike ever in <laughs> Destiny. It's a good one. It's just Oldie but a goodie. it's just a good touch. Yeah, and it'll be interesting to see how they you know they modify because I'm of course you'll probably run into champions. Um, there's probably a few changes. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of like how they did Omnigol because they changed it a little bit story wise. Yeah. So th- I'm sure they they had to do a small tweak to make it fit in the lore. Well, and I'm I'm very interested to see how they do this too, right? So 
destiny has a way of kind of cluing you into things without cluing you into things, telling you things that are going to happen without really telling you. The ornaments in the store. There are two in particular that caught my eye and the eye of my friends very quickly. One of them is for Izanagi's burden. And the other one is for anarchy. And I'm not sure if you saw pictures of it floating around on the tweeter. Yep. But it is very, very SIVA oriented. And my hope, and I, I, I think I want this more than, I, I don't even know. It's not that I don't like stasis, but I think I would like this more is I really want to be able to wield Siva as a subclass. I think being able to command swarms of nanites to just destroy stuff would be amazing. And if they actually pull that out, I will be, I will lose my mind. It will be, <laughs> I'll be so happy. Cause that's the, probably the heart of the lore that I love the most in this game is the whole Iron Lords and Siva and how that impacted them. And then you get, the story of Felwinter later on and how that all ties in. And so that would be, that's on my wish list too. Yeah. Cause I, I mean, you, they introduce one darkness subclass mm-hmm. and destiny loves symmetry. Yes. So you would expect two more darkness that we have three and three. Um, Siva would be a great darkness subclass. It really would be. I think the the speculation on the third class, at least from what I've poison. talked about, is yeah, poison. Like hive yeah? hive okay. poison. Yes. That would be that that would be great. That would be so cool. Because I mean they I mean you have you have Thorn, you have what's that exotic bow? The um Um po- the, with the poison um Poison bow, not, uh, bow and not arrow. Leviathan's breath. Trying, no. I'm trying to remember. Honestly, the only bow that I've been using lately is um, Trinity Ghoul. Up until today, oh. rather, because there's a pretty sweet bow that you get with the new new stuff. Oh yeah, Tiku's divination or Tiku Tiku. So that one looks pretty cool, right? You shoot one, and it actually tracks two other enemies. Yes. Um. So that that looks really cool for ad clearing. Um, there's also a a redacted. There's a text mechanica exotic quest that I think there were some uh, media kit images where they tie that to the that that one ship that's out in space. And I think if you saw the trailer, oh yeah, the one at the very end. It, there, mm-hmm. Yeah, the very end. If you pause the trailer, there's like some mutated-looking hive thing out there in that ship, and so I'm excited to see what that is because that's going to be tied, I think, to this exotic quest. Yes, I would agree. I and I really am not sure because I think I'm with you in that. There's a lot of speculation about what the text mechanical weapon is going to be based on what they've already done, not just with text mechanica, but the other exotics they've released. I'm excited. I think it's going to be a great addition no matter what. It's just going to be a question of how frequently it can be utilized. But based on the way the um, kind of season is looking, I'm I'm thinking it might be another sniper. That's my guess. Or a rocket launcher. 
there was actually some rumors and some snapshots of data mined information on it. Um, they're saying it might be a scout rifle. I would. I could see that too. That'd be pretty cool. Whatever it is, I want yes. it and I need it. I want it. I need it. <laughs> Gonna unlock it right away. And speaking of loot pool for weapons, uh, they mentioned we're getting twenty five weapons added to the loot pool. Mm-hmm. Um, so you either you either like or dislike the sunsetting feature in in the game. Um, but there's twenty five new weapons coming in from exotics, legendary rituals. Some are new, some are old. Um, and there's probably a list already out there. Which ones are new? Which ones are old? Um, so I'm hoping in adding these new these weapons is a one to one versus what was removed. And from what I've heard so far, the new weapons are very unique, very cool. So that's exactly what we want when they introduce new weapons. I would agree. And the ones that I've gotten so far have been really cool. I really have been enjoying them a lot. I have gotten a few recycled weapons. Um, pretty much just use them to boost up my other stuff. Um, but I'm very excited about what they put in the patch notes about the weapons for the Dreaming City. How, if I read it correctly, basically, if you, you're going to more than likely get weapons you don't already have in your collection first. Um, so you can finish that collection out, which is really neat. Um, and I didn't keep a whole lot of weapons from the Dreaming City. But from what I understand, they were actually very good. So I'm I'm hoping to get a, a few of those to mess around with. But the new ones are fantastic so far. Yeah, Waking Vigil was one of my favorite hand cannons. Mm-hmm. So once you get that, that's a really fun gun. And I think um, the, the cool thing also this season is uh, we're getting more adept weapons. So yes. Last season, they introduced the adept weapons for Trials of Osiris. Mm-hmm. Uh, now we're getting adept weapons for these uh, uh, the strike. Uh, uh, was it Nightfall the Ordeals? Oh, the Grandmasters, so, I think, right? Yeah, the Grandmasters. Yeah, the Grandmasters. If you complete the Grandmasters, um, you have a chance to get a one of the three uh, uh, strike weapons. I think they're 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 recycle weapons from Destiny mm-hmm. One, um, but they will be adept as well. So if you're not if if you do better on the PVE side, you can still get some of those uh, adept weapons, which is I think is pretty neat. Yeah, and that's gonna be great. I I that is one thing I have not done. I have not been able to do any of the grandmasters yet, but I have a feeling I will get get those done this season. It's gonna be a lot of fun, and I'm I'm looking forward yeah. to some of these weapons too. And adding those weapons and the adept you know versions to this to that makes makes wanting makes me want to actually try it before before i would just go in and like oh whatever i'll just get some materials but the i think the reward last season wasn't high enough for me to actually go back and keep doing mm-hmm. it but now that they're showing the debt weapons that's that's, that's a higher incentive for oh, me oh i would agree 100% well and it it's also performance based right it's about how yes. many champions yes. you get through in these strikes and how quickly you can get through it that's what determines whether you get one of these guns or not. I think that's really nice. We've already talked about Umbral, Umbral Ingrams. Uh, they're coming back. That is amazing, mm-hmm. and I'm excited. We did talk a little bit about the new seasonal artifact um, changes. Uh, we won't go too much into detail, um, but maybe we'll be able to talk about them in the future episode. Absolutely. Kind of go break down the, the different uh, mods that you can get in that seasonal artifact. Mm-hmm. Um, 
what about the seasonal armor? Other than the memes <laughs> of the uh, the Titan, poor oh, guy. Oh, my Titan. Poor Titan. My poor Titan. So the the <laughs> um, one thing that redeems the Titan and the armor in general are the uh, ornaments out of the Eververse store. So they are, I don't want to say they're Zodiac based because they're not, they are c- celestial based. And you'll yes. see that when you get uh, in there. And there was a little bit of a sneak peek in the trailer, but they are awesome. Easily my favorite ornament set for anything on my Titan, Hunter, or Warlock. I will end up buying all three. So Yeah, that's that's what I noticed when I saw pictures of the Titan, uh the you know, the Eververse mm-hmm. ornaments for it, I was ready to drop, you know, money and get, pay with silver. Oh yeah. I mean you, you this season there's you know doing the challenges you can get more um was it brightness yes yes lots of brightness uh, and unlock them but i want it oh now, yeah so bungie has my money <laughs> bungie has so much of my money and i'm not ashamed about that not at all um and i think the the nice thing about them too is that we all care very much about our fashion of our guardians i think it's very important to look as good as yes. possible um the shaders really lend themselves well to these ornaments. I think the armor in general so far, I don't think I'm high enough light where I've gotten a role that I've been happy with. Um, maybe on a handful of pieces, but not as much. So I'm looking forward to when I get up to a place where I'm getting higher stat rolls on it to use it more often. Um, but I think it's I think it's good. I think the theme that they went for is very it's almost kind of Aztec oriented. That's what I that's what I get out of it. Um, and it makes me think of, you know, it's it's like ceremonial war armor. It's very yeah. very cabal war inspired type thing. And I think that's really cool. I get I get what they were trying to do. I'm not about wearing a poofball hat as a Titan, but you know what? <laughs> Everyone has their own artistic style. So that's what ornaments are for. Yep. Even the seasonal weapons, the look on them, are they look pretty slick. Yes. Um, we have a, a sidearm, a sniper, a rocket launcher, pulse rifle, there's a bow, and an SMG. I'm really digging that SMG. I'm just a fan of SMGs. Um, have you got any of I those? Have. I have indeed. Um, so I have the SMG. I've been using it now. I'm very happy with it. Um, I just got another sniper. It's called Far Future. Um, which has a new trait that I haven't seen. It's called Frenzy. Uh, being in combat for an extended time increases damage handling and reload for this weapon until you are out of combat, which is kind of cool. I think, excuse me, for a sniper is really neat. Um, the Imperial Needle is the bow. I haven't used it too, too much, um, just because the exotic bow is so, so good. Um... <laughs> I got the fusion rifle, the Cartesian coordinate. Have not used it just yet, just because again, not a lot of a, a chance to do so yet. And then the rocket launcher is attached to one of the weekly challenges. Um, used it a little bit. Oh, okay. It's not the best role. I'm hoping for something that will allow for tracking. Um, but I like it. I I like everything I've gotten to use so far. Oh, that's good. That's good. And 
we, you briefly mentioned about the seasonal challenges, so I'm excited to see. That's another thing that they, they mentioned that they wanted to help with the fear you know, of FOMO, mm-hmm. missing out on, on some of the items. So it's a weekly thing. So you, you the, this first week, you, there, you have a handful of challenges that you can do. There's weapons either tied to them as rewards or uh, upgrade material. I think Bright Dust is also another thing, and I'm sure there's more stuff that you don't want to tell me yet, but uh, <laughs> that are tied to these. Um, but each each week you'll get you'll get a new set. And say for example, you were as excited to start week one, and you somehow come here in week five, mm-hmm. you can go back and do all of those. Yep. And so you have all this content that you can walk through. Yeah, and this is what this system is what's replacing the core weekly bounty system, which is so good. Um and they all they all provide XP. Um almost all of them provide bright dust. There's a handful of them that actually allow you to rank up. I won't tell you what you're ranking up, but there are rank up benefits attached. So that is going to be if you're going to only focus on a handful of them, that those are probably going to be the ones that you want to do first, just because they are a little bit more time consuming, a little bit more specific, but the most beneficial. Okay. That's good. And in, in the roadmap, they're showing of some of the other stuff that's coming out later this season. They've you know mentioned guardian games. We got that last mm-hmm. year, which uh, Titan showed oh, up yeah. and they showed up hard. So, <laughs> hunters, please stop slacking. <laughs> Titans, keep going. We, go, go, go. We won the first day, and that was it. They're like, oh, this is easy. We don't have to worry about it. So, <laughs> And then Titans came in and just took over. And then Berita and Coop, Coop both mm-hmm. of you just going in day in and day out, just doing stuff. I'm like, man. I did. I thought they, that they was were, so They cool. were out there to prove something. I have the scarf, too. The bungee rewards package that they had that came with a pin. Oh, pin, a oh little nice. Flag. And then a uh, a really nice scarf. I wear it all the time. There's also mentions of more iron banner. So like we mentioned talked about it a little bit earlier. Hopefully there's some changes coming. They haven't really showed anything other than probably some new weapons or new I'm hoping new armor. Yeah, I think it's mid um, mid March. Or no, I'm sorry. Um I think end some of later February. this February. Mm-hmm. Yes. End of February we'll get Iron Banner. I I'm hopeful that we get something different. I really think, so this is a little bit of a spoiler. You get a lot of Saladin very early on when you start. He's in charge of some stuff right now. Um, And so I'm hoping that that's based on that. That's why you're thinking that we get more, uh, more, a more dynamic iron banner. But yes, okay. that's why I'm that's being probably, sneaky. That's probably your thinking. That's probably your thinking about Siva. Well, so. yeah. I mean, the the um, ornament kind of clued me, and I'm like, wait a minute. Bungie doesn't throw away anything. They they don't ever do stuff not on purpose. So between yeah. that and then the first voice line you get is Saladin, and he's pissed at you about the darkness. He's not happy you're using it. Um but he also understands there's a need. And so he kind of gets his hammer and goes to work. And so you're going to start to see that as you play. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Very interesting. Um, 
we've also already talked about the the uh, nightfall, the ordeal rewards. Uh, there's a machine gun that's called the swarm mm-hmm. palindrome, hand cannon, shadow price, auto rifle, and the all of these will have adept weapons. But there's going to be another new pursuit weapon this season. This is a breach loaded grenade launcher, uh, salvagers salvo, mm-hmm. and I think folks were saying it's like almost a replacement of mountaintop. I don't know. I haven't really seen the perks. But it's that type of it's that type of grenade launcher. Mm-hmm. I have not. So we have the the quest. Um, you get it very early from Banshee. It is a bit of a grind for the quest, I will say. But yeah, I have a feeling it's going to end up being a a mountaintop replacement. I'm really not looking forward to that. <laughs> but <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. We'll see what happens. Maybe it ends up being more PVE oriented. And not PvP oriented, but that just is my wish more than anything. I can't tell you how many times I got killed by Mountaintop and Crucible, so we'll see what happens. Let's see, the other thing I'm interested in is uh, I've seen some snapshots of you know Twitter posts about the new the new stasis aspect mm-hmm. quest. So my guess is each of the subclass gets at least mm-hmm. one uh, new aspect. Um, have you started that quest yet? I have. Is it available? Um, it is available. In fact, it is one of the things that you will end up seeing. Um, so part of the story kind of pivots you to Europa. I would go ahead and grab it uh, from the stranger when you when you start it. It is not very lengthy, um, but mm. it will potentially require you to do it with a group. So... Just keep a, a lookout for that. But yeah, it's available right away. So there'll be a new aspect and new fragments. Oh, good. Yeah, I think I think them adding that uh, to each season is my guess. They're going to keep adding new aspects, new fragments to keep changing the stasis uh, ability pool, which is going to be pretty interesting for different builds. And it it's exciting because... I'm hoping that they're learning from this new system and and start to figure out how can we tie this back to our old uh, uh, supers, our our, our solar abilities, our arc abilities, our void, to make it more uh, uh, diverse for different builds. Yeah, I'm kind of, I'm, I'm with you in that. I hope they do something to change the way the current light subclasses are. I have a feeling. What they're going to try to do, though, with that, unless they do a complete overhaul, which I could see them doing, um, I think they're going to focus more on exotic armor and how that armor can enhance the subclass abilities. Um, You know, something as simple as me being a very late-to-the-party warlock, um, just some of the exotics that are tied to a warlock and how they can enhance just the existing super that's already there. So for instance, for me, uh, geomag stabilizers, sta- stabilizers. Oh my God. Um, they, they help to extend chaos reach. I never knew that learned that very late, but they're great. And I think the, again, going back to the Aeon cult thing, how they're making mods for those, exotic pieces that we might already have or we might get new I think is a really cool concept because it also promotes teamwork 
within the fire team if you're wearing this particular piece of armor. Same. So yep. I think if anything, what we may end up seeing, this is my hunch, I think what we'll see is more of that. They're going to take a set of exotic pieces and go, okay, we're going to cater this more towards teamwork with this subclass. Here you go. I think for them to kind of revamp the light subclasses the way the dark ones are would probably be more work than I think they would want to do. Whereas the darkness subclasses, they're expanding those. We are assuming that there's going to be two more, which is going to be a lot. But who knows? Anything could happen as long as it's SIVA. I'm happy. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Well, the last thing that I wanted to talk about for this new season is with each season, you get sandbox changes. Um, There were significant ones that came uh, in the patch notes and leading up to the season. Um, One of the things that's exciting is uh, they're already doing some changes that will put us in a place for crossplay. And they've mentioned crossplay towards the end of this year. So they adjusted the mouse and keyboard recoil uh, to get a little bit closer to what we have on controllers. Mm -hmm. I, I, I easily swap for between both, but I... PVE, I'm fine with mouse and keyboard. If when I get to PvP, I have to get a controller because I just feel more comfortable at my buttons and click everything. <laughs> so, um, but this is exciting, right? They're already doing changes. Uh, once we get to crossplay, we'll be able to play wherever we are, either PC, Xbox, or PlayStation. I'm really excited about that too. I have a lot of friends who play just on console, um, and to be able to play with them if I'm on my PC and not my console, is really great. And I think that for people who, you know, love the game, would want to get a PC but can't, this is a really great way to still play games with them and connect. And I think that's kind of one of the big things that Bungie focuses on is is community and the game is, as a community as a whole. And being able to have crossplay is just going to be so, so great to integrate more people uh, to then be able to play together. Cross-save already is something that I wish more games had because it just makes it so easy. If I need to hop on and do something real quick, I can do it on my PC and it'll be there on my PS4 later or vice versa. And yep. the fact that more games don't do that, I don't understand. But I think adding cross-play to something that is already so dynamic as cross-save is just going to be so much fun. Amplify the fun. I'm definitely excited for it because I, I like, like you said, I, I, I'm you know main PS4 before, mm-hmm. then I moved to PC. I left a bunch of friends on the PS4, so it'd be great to play with them again. I agree. Other changes that we got this the season: um, increased rocket launcher damage by thirty percent. So you're going to see a lot of usage of rocket launchers this season, which is probably good because we were, as far as heavies. Um, it's either for swords or some grenade launchers um, and rockets have, they have not been the same in destiny two at all. They were my favorite exotic uh, heavy back in, in mm-hmm. D one. Um, so it's, 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 it's uh, exciting to see them back in, in, in the spotlight. I agree. I think the, the only thing that I would really like to see is for Bungie to use their data 
not necessarily to nerf one thing to boost the other, but leave yes. the thing that's good and make the other thing just as good, if not better, as an option, right? If you think about swords versus rocket launchers versus grenade launchers, if an encounter needs a sword, I'm going to use that sword. A sword is a high-risk, high-reward engagement weapon, whereas a rocket launcher is a low-risk, medium-to-high-reward weapon if it's powerful enough. I think that rather than saying, oh, everybody's using swords, obviously this is a very sword-oriented season, there's sword-oriented content, it's what you use in 50% of the raid. We're going to nerf it, yep. though. I'm not a huge fan of that because they're not doing it because there's something intrinsically the wrong with it. They're doing it to try to boost up rocket launches. Boost up rocket launchers without doing that to swords. And it's the same thing with what they did for bows. They nerfed bows even though people were using Wishender everywhere. Now, granted, Wishender was broken, which I understand. Yeah. Fix the broken, but leave the power. And I think that they need to pivot away from doing that that weird balancing thing where they're like, this is the thing all of you are using. Not anymore. And, you know, just go back to acknowledging that there's a reason people are using it. Leave it alone, but give me something else as a choice. Yeah, I agree with you there. Um, I think they didn't need to reduce 50% damage on the mm -hmm. swords. You should have left them. Now you have two great options, swords and rocket launchers. We Before we used to have snipers, there were like some of the snipers were used to be in the heavy slot. Mm -hmm. um, and they're, they're even uh, messing with them this season. They're, they're changing how the flinching works to make it a little bit more yeah. difficult while you're taking damage. So they, they are... It looks like they're doing these sandbox changes based on usage and not based on balancing. Yep, I would agree. I mean, it's not our fault that you guys gave us some great mods that go great with right. swords and gave us two great swords that do a lot of damage. It's not like, our yeah, fault. That's, that's not you our fault. You gave us a sword that is also a chainsaw. You did that. So <laughs> why don't you let people use it? It's not our fault that you created a raid where you need a sword to be the most effective against the boss Those in champions. the most difficult yep. encounter of the raid. You did that. So they really should just leave it alone. But we'll see what happens. And they may they may adjust how they are tuning these things, I hope. I, I hope there's enough community feedback where they're like, oh, okay, this is really good data but maybe we should look at it a different way. It's just all about how they're looking at what they're seeing. I agree. The final thing that I want to mention mm -hmm. from, from this season is, and this is outside of sandbox changes, but this is on the free events that we get each mm -hmm. season. I'm a little sad because one of the events is going away. It's Crimson oh, Days. Crimson Days. I love, I love running duos. Uh, that mode is going into the vault. I, the last Crimson Days, I I did everything and I was I bought the hoodie for Crimson Days. Aww. So I'll 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 forever keep Crimson Days close to my heart. 
because it also is close to you know close closely related to my birthday so that's why i love it that is really awesome so i'm a little sad i'm a little sad that that's going away but i'm hoping that they uh since they're not going to focus on that they can bring us some better events in the future i agree um and they can use those resources in something else to make the game better. Definitely. And I think the one thing that I try to remind myself, especially about the content vault, is that it's not going away forever. It's really going in there for them to try to make it better and then put it back out into the world. Now, will that happen with Crimson Days? Maybe, maybe not. But I'm in agreement with you that hopefully this gives them more room and more resources to either make the existing events even better or to make new events. You know, maybe we get something um, like an Easter egg hunt, <laughs> something like that. Yeah. Or, you know, something a little bit more just brand new and not related to any existing holiday. Something, something fresh. But we'll have to see. I'm with you, though. I read that in the last uh, This Week with Bungie Post. It went Crimson Days. Oh, it's gone. It's gone. We'll always remember you, Crimson Days. <laughs> Never forget. Never forget. That I think that's it for today's episode. Um, it it took over an hour, which I'm excited because we had a lot to talk Absolutely. about. Absolutely, we didn't even really crack the surface because there's a lot I wanted to tell you about what I've just been playing all day, but I will let you experience it, and we will have to talk about that in another episode soon. Yes, yeah, so the plan, folks, is for us to do a Destiny 2 episode uh, once a month. So the plan is to do recaps of what we experience and talk about what's coming in the next month. So please be on the lookout for that. Barita will be joining me uh, for these episodes. She she uh, she loves talking about Destiny just as much as I do. Absolutely. And I'm, so I'm re really excited. I'm really excited for this. I'm really excited, too. It's going to be a lot of fun. Wolverita, if folks wanted to find you, uh, where can they Absolutely. do that? Absolutely. Well, you can find me on Twitch, Twitter, and Instagram. Uh, Twitch is twitch.tv slash veritaamore87. And that is the handle for Twitter and Instagram, but mainly on Twitch. Stream typically three times a week. Um, and also on YouTube, trying to build the YouTube up. So that is where you can find me. Well, folks, if you liked today's episode, uh, don't forget to leave us a rating or review on your preferred po podcasting platform. We would love to hear from you. Feel free to email us, ask us questions. Tell us what you liked. What can we improve on? Do you have any suggestions on topics or game reviews? Just give us a shout. You can find additional episodes of Gamer Loop Radio on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, and Podbean. Thank you for listening to our podcast. Bye.